0: Hey, punters, and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 12th I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, my colleagues, Daniel Muggle and Joel Marshall. Big weekend of racing around the region, probably highlighted, uh, Joel, by the Hong Kong races on Sunday, which uh, we'll get to later on in the pod. Um, but it uh, gives us kind of our first chance at an Australian winner for a very long time, going back to Falvalon in 2002, but of course Classic Legend is now trained locally.
1: Yeah, indeed. Well, he'll certainly give us something to cheer on. Uh, we'll be claiming him for sure uh, in the Hong Kong Sprint. Uh, he had a trial down the Tin Strait, I think it was, and no, oh, the trial wasn't anything flash. He, he's he's trialled better, certainly, in Sydney, but... Uh, It doesn't look a very strong Hong Kong sprint. I think the general consensus is it's probably one of the weakest we've seen in quite a while, so he probably only needs to turn up 75% right and he'll probably still win.
0: Daniel, up in your native Queensland, the summer carnival is starting to warm up and there's a couple of key lead-ups for Magic Millions Day uh, this Saturday at Eagle Farm as well as uh, the Gateway, which uh, provides a free ticket into the Stradbroke next winter. Uh, do you think the uh, Magic Millions Classic winner might be going around there on Saturday?
2: Yeah, look, I think there's a good chance, Sparks. Uh, we saw Away Game um, step out in this meeting last year, mind you, the, in the Callaway Girl Stakes. So that that race for, I can't remember why, was moved to a midweek um, meeting, but Away Game came out when her first race um, in the Callaway Girl before going on to course win the magic millions and then doing a lot of good things as a two-year-old so her um, stable make fake love will uh, hope to emulate her deeds in that race and i think the the boys edition which is the um feeling ready listed race i think is an excellent excellent race to so a very couple of a few smart um unraced colts going around in that as well as some some seen horses as well i think it very two strong editions and Look, every chance that um, the winner comes out of one of those two races for the um, Magic Millions in a month's time.
0: All righty. Well, fascinating as those two meetings are. We're going to start off in Sydney where we are back at Royal Landwick for Villiers Stakes Day. And sad to report another year goes by without a horse, jockey or trainer whose name is Fred Frederick or Freddie to have with uh, a big chance in this race. And therefore allowing Winning Post to run the front-page headline, Freddie's Villiers. Uh, Apologies to anyone under the age of about 45 who uh, would have no idea what I'm talking about, but Freddie Villiers, of course, was the uh, iconic English mild-mannered soccer reporter on World of Sport (laughs) and uh, later indeed a colleague of mine at uh, Truth Newspaper. now, sadly, no longer with us, but uh, we are hanging, hanging out for 2021 to be able to uh, bring you Freddy's Villiers. The first of the black-type races at Randwick, though, is race 4 for the Borderly Wines Christmas Cup, 2,400-metre listed quality handicap goal. And
1: you know, with 8 Accountability here on the quick backup from last week. He just got too far back. He spotted the, the Quinella you know, sort of seven or eight lengths around the 800 he ate into the margin significantly in the straight to finish within a length of significance. He carried 59 there, accountability, drops to 53 53.5. Tommy Berry hops aboard. As long as he handles the quick backup, I think 2,400 metres will be perfect for him. Six Stockman. Blinkers went on last time. He was still off the bit quite early. Uh, he kept grinding away, finding the line. it has been carrying big weights, drops down to 54, so that can only help. Seven Significance comes through the same race, as mentioned, as accountability last week. Uh, He stays on the same weight, so there's a five and a half kilo weight swing to accountability. And three, he runs away, hard to knock the way he's going. Eight,
2: six, seven, and three. This presents a a new challenge for uh, my top pick, the nine, perfect deal, the the Gold Coast Visitor, who um, was a, a real easy winner last start at Doombin, stepping out to the two thousand beyond 2,000 metres for the first time. She's a mare I've always thought was going to get better over these sort of longer trips, from what she showed uh, early on in the preparation over Shorter. Um, and it was her last uh, last start, and she was really dominant late, giving the impression that I think she'll only be better um, up in trip. Of course, this is a much stronger race, up to listed grade from a benchmark 78, but she's got plenty of scope. Uh, only at the six starts, winning four of those, and Really well in at 53 kilos. Uh, I think she's a good each-way bet in this perfect deal. I think she can measure up. Um, My first go against it's a big boys, I guess. So the nine on top. I've got the eight accountability in next. um, We're obviously racing really well. Significance, who did beat him home last start? I got in for third and in for fourth. The six Stockman. Um, I think pretty even. Pretty even bunch this, but. Keen on the one that I think has a, still a little bit of upside to come. Nine, eight, seven, six. Richest
0: race on the Randwick card, and certainly one of the more interesting is race five, Inglis Nursery. 1,000-metre restricted listed race with half a million set weights for two-year-olds, and uh, 10 of the 14 are first starters, Joel.
1: Yeah, tricky race in particular with a couple that I liked, drawing tricky gates and in numerous races. <laughs> oh, at, at this stage, I'm with one, The Art of Flying, from 14 Sunday Yumcha, but they're both in at other venues. Uh, Seven Turbo Art from a wide gate, but has been trialling well. And three Overman. Only had the one trial, but seemed to do it very comfortably. Um, But, yeah, I'd be paying close attention to the final field and could certainly, uh, you know, put into the numbers four Acrobat
2: and even number 11 Ashima. Yeah, um, same boat as Joel. just don't know where a few of these will go. I've got the 11 on top, of Shima, Um The um, second to fake love in her trial. I think she's worked really well for an up-and-coming stable, stable Annabelle Neesham. Um, drawn well with Rachel King aboard. So if here, she's a, she's a chance. Sunday, Yumchar's has entered in just about every two-year-old race um, on the weekend. But I'm really keen on having a play. On her, wherever she goes, I really liked her um, sand-down jumper and then, of course, went to Sydney and has trialled well here. So Ashima, Sunday Yamcha, Acrobat, um, I think one with plenty of ability, and the art of flying obviously has that um, exposed form and, and looked good in both runs in uh, Melbourne to date. 11 to beat
0: 1-4-14. Across to race seven at Randwick, the feature sprint is the Quincy Seltzer razor-sharp handicap 1,200-metre
1: quality at listed level, and we see your best come up here, Joel. Yeah, we're buttering up again here with Snitz. Didn't have much go right first up. He was heavily backed in early markets. Jumped favourite. He just was a touch slow early and then got bumped, and that saw him settle further back than anticipated. And then it was a bit of a horror watch in the straight. Nashville Wheeler was going in, going out, and and couldn't quite get clear. He looked under pressure in the last 100 metres, and he wasn't exactly savaging the line, but the race had passed him by. From gate three, hopefully he jumps a bit better, can just bounce and, and put himself in the first couple, and if he does, I think he can bounce back. Ten Space Boy. He's got to stretch out to twelve hundred meters, but he's going far better at the moment than when he previously tackled the, the longer distance. Both his runs this time have been very good over the eleven hundred. Eight in and up, very consistent. So you know what you'll get from him, he'll be thereabouts. And at seven, a theory, who's had a bit of a freshen since the Niversen She was in very good form. Prior to that little let up, three on top from ten, eight,
2: seven. Yeah, theory on top for me. Um, she was taking on sort of black top for the first time um, in the Nivison last start after stringing a couple together in Benchmark eighty eight grade, um, and I thought she was she was pretty good there on a heavy track as well. Not her best um, surface; she prefers the dry dry going, which she gets here. Um, since won a trial in between runs, so seven on top. A uh, theory. Like down at the fifty-three kilos, Southern Lad in next first up uh, flies fresh. This horse he just never seems to run poorly. He's always um, finishing there about. Can get back and himself a little bit to do sometimes, um, but he'll be rocketing home with the lightweight. Three snits uh, agrees too good to ignore, even after the first up. Um, I guess disappointment first up, even though I didn't have any real luck there. And in for fourth, I have Ten Space Boy. Measured up first go, listed grade, last start, and um, can certainly take some catching. Um, We'll roll forward and take some catching. 7 6 3 10.
0: Race 8 at Rambic on Saturday is the main race. It is the time honoured the agency Villiers Stakes. uh, 1600 metres. um, As I've noted in Winning Post and Best Bets this week, no horse has ever won it twice, and that's going to continue. This year, because no previous winners in it. Fun facts about the billiards 11 of the past 13 winners have had 45 and a half kilos or less. 10 of the past 12 have jumped from barrier six or wider. 7 of the past 12 have been last start winners. And 37 of the past 38 have been aged six or under. Joel, your selection, who is also your value bet on the program. Fits two of those criteria and goes very close to fitting the other two. Uh, just only half a kilo outside the weight range and uh, ran second last start as opposed to being a last
1: start winner. Talk us into Royal Celebration. He's always been a talentless bloke. They've left him a, a stallion. He's had a few issues and sort of been you know, had a few stop-start campaigns and he hasn't exactly got to the to the heights perhaps they might have thought early days, but his first foray in the black-type company was a good run in the Hawkesbury Cup earlier this year, beaten less than a length, drew 14 of 14. It was a tough effort. And he's come back really well this prep. He tackled Group 3 Company in the festival and, again, drew 13 of 16, did it very tough. I was hoping he was going to draw better for this week. He's come up with 11, so, again, he's going to need to uh, have a bit of early luck. Hopefully he can find a back to follow and, and get a three-wide trail if he needs to be three wide. But uh, look, he can win. He's going really well. Five reloaded. had a bit of an interrupted prep. thought his tramway and Richie uh, Bill Ritchie runs were good. And then he missed the Epsom. He ended up going quite a few weeks into the Golden Eagle. That was a bit of a disaster on the heavy. But I thought he bounced back in the gong. James McDonald aboard. He's certainly good enough. Three outrageous. Has come back in ripping order. He's just got to run 1,600. But on the strength of his festival stakes when he was traveling so well to the 300 in that Performance. I don't think the mile will be an issue. And 12 through the cracks. Continued to build through the line last time out. Just got too far back in the festival stakes. He's a horse on the way up. And if he doesn't get as far back, he's a chance. Seven
2: on top from five, three and 12. I'm with the uh, five reloaded here. Yeah, sort of as Joel mentioned, I think that tramway run first up back in September was really good form for this and then didn't have a lot go right since. Um, Back, i guess to his best in the gong last that a very competitive effort there um spider sort of slow getaway so he's on top reloaded to five is um, got plenty of time for him He just needs to convert into one more win he's only had the one win from 12 um, this is certainly within his reach in 15 uh down the bottom of the page cried the godolphin Golding. um he too has uh, contested the golden eagle freshened up since that and uh Missed the start badly there and sort of wasn't in the right part of the track. Um, he's still on the upward spiral. So he only had the seven starts. He's won four of them. Um, a couple of really visually pleasing wins earlier in the preparation. It um, looks to be one with quite a future. The eleven Bertabeck, has to be considered, I think. I'm a big fan of him. Um, first up, 61 kilos in that Greys race at Flemington. Um, Citroën had a first up win in six starts. He only had two placings. He was... Quite good motoring home late um, and then missed the start at Kembla, lost the race from there. He can certainly, with with 53 kilos on his back figure in a race um, of this nature, uh, he's over the odds, I think, and he's worth throwing into Exotics and Quaddies and in for fourth of the 12 through the cracks. Um, Didn't, wasn't all too far away in the Festival Stakes last start. Um, I love the win at Newcastle prior, beating Edison. Edison went and winning, um, one again, um, you get add a couple more, you could add a couple more here, Savakul and toss as well, probably into a wider quaddy. One number's five, fifteen, eleven, twelve.
0: Recapping Randwick,
2: Joel's best race,
0: seven, number three, Snitz. Value race, eight, number seven, Royal Celebration. Daniel's value bet, race four, number nine, perfect deal. We haven't heard about your best, Daniel. It's race two, number 13, Pinnacle Prince.
2: Yeah, do something we haven't done before, on the not this podcast and, um, Turn to one of the highway races for a special. Uh, Pinnacle Prince, yeah, first up here, the Hinchinbrook, Hinchinbrook Colts. He's only had the two starts. He won nicely on Taboo at Scone, did that with a bit in hand, and then to a highway and two lengths beaten by a horse called It's Me. Of course, um, there's quite a future, and then has won the Osco. This is a pretty, uh, it's not a very deep highway, this one. Uh, I think there's a couple of horses who. Who are first up? He might need the run, um, and I think he can he can strike here. He was given a really soft trial recently; he wasn't asked to do anything at all there. Um, Jason Collard on board, and then the bottom of the weights. I think Thirteen Pinnacle Prince can win and uh, and win well in race two.
0: All righty, down to Melbourne, Flemington, the venue. No black type, but uh, look, I, I guess if uh, COVID's got a silver lining, it's uh, that. As we get into the off-season, fair, it's, there's still a bit of excitement around because uh, the crowds are gradually starting to
1: trickle back. Joel, what did you find for us at Flemington? Yeah, well, my best bet's also entered for the Valley on Friday night. I believe uh, it's running at the Valley. Running at the Valley. Okay, so that's don't. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's don't tell the boss. So better jump on her at the Valley. So that'll leave. Be looking for a best bet. I'll make it Bandersnatch. It was a pretty good win. First start for the Hawks team at the Valley. Uh, race 7 number 1. He got back. It was a lovely ride. Had to weave through coming to the turn and then really did let down strongly. And considering his best Sydney form was when he was up on pace and able to control his races. That was a just showed another string to his bow and well, I just wouldn't be surprised at all. If he won again he gets in with the same weight. 57 after the claim for Will Price. So He'll be my best, assuming don't tell the boss runs Friday night and we'll make stand off the value, race nine, number 16. Got a bit of time for this girl. She just got too far back at Ballarat first up in the uh, Magic Millions three- and four-year-old race, but hit the line well. Fifth out of nine, but beaten less than two lengths. Uh, Drawn the outside down the straight. That's uh, never a bad place to be. So, yeah, happy to back her each way in the last.
2: Uh, My best come up in race three, the McAvoy-trained Coulth. Thought was back in a favoritism at Mooney Valley first up, and I thought ran on pretty well there against the pattern into fourth. Um, good for that run of the belt. He's unbeaten. Was only at the one start second up, and he won that. His two wins over sixteen hundred meters last prep were um, were awesome. This was this is up to seventeen twenty here. He's got quite a bit of scope, and he looks to be a pretty um pretty handy handy staying prospect. As cool, I think he'll be hard to beat in the third race. Three number four. The value in comes up in race number eight. The six, the Mike Moroni train, Rainbow Thief. I think it's pretty underrated, um, this guy. First, second up, um, sort of needed the run over sort of sprint sprinting trips. Um, then contested the Seymour Cup, which was at Kilmore third up and ran quite well there. Wasn't far away from all to of Um, Was wide at Flemington two back, and then the Kilmore Cup excuses again there. So hasn't had a lot go right, this preparation as a whole. Um, it's been nearly 300 days since his last win, but I think um, seeks a little up, a bit under the radar here and up to 1,800 metres, I think will certainly suit him down to the ground with Jamie Carr had, uh, hopping back aboard, obviously a plus at the moment. Race eight, six, the Rainbow Thief, my value.
0: My best race, nine, number five, macrura lightly raced, talented, expecting that New South Wales form to stack up and my value bet and look, I might be getting a bit carried away from that week a few weeks ago when all the non-winners won, but I'm going for race four, number three. Uh, our colleague John Hurahan's favourite horse, or, uh, and uh, he would have jumped off this week, so that'll that gives me some encouragement. Race four, number three, Red Alto in <laughs> our know, uh, Christmas Handicap Day. But so the big one is race seven, Adelaide Galvanising Christmas Handicap, twelve hundred metres, listed quality event.
2: Daniel, what did you do with me? Yeah, it's a pretty open race. Um, I'm going to, with Fox Hall. He's one I've got a bit of time for. Um, he's certainly been around a while. He's seven-year-old fox wedge gelding. He had two starts over a cup week at Flemington, and well, nothing went right there at all. The start prior to that, he won easily in a small field at this track at Morpheville. Did it pretty comfortable there beating Dexalation. Um, and, yeah, the two runs at Flemington just first up, sort of caught up in traffic late went to the line untested um two back rather and then last time the Chatham Stakes just got a long way back and failed to sort of come on there um in a race sort of controlled front on the speed I think he's over his true odds at about 14 15 when I last looked um and back to back to Adelaide I think is the is the key for him um he can certainly figure in a race like this. Um, and yeah, I'm packing him each way. So he's my tip in the race. Foxhill, race seven number four. The um, too good, too hard. I think has to be considered as well. He's was excellent down the straight two back. And then here in a list race behind one more jack. Um, covered plenty of ground in the run. It's just had it quite tough. Wasn't Jason Holder's best ride. Um, but she considering she stuck on pretty well and was managed to um run into the minor money. In for third, I have the 13, Lacani Rose, really like the fresh run um, in that same race, getting a long way back. She does that. She, ha- she does spot a little bit of a lead, but she does possess a pretty good finish and looks to be pr- enough speed on, uh, on paper for the back markers to get their chance. She'll fly home with 54 kilos. And the one, Sava 2 XL, next best. Four, six, 13, and one, my numbers.
0: Fox Hall was your value bit. Talk us through your best. Race three, number two. There's a bear in there.
2: Yep, first up for the Richard and Chantel Jolly stable. Um won three in a row in Adelaide in all three starts in South Australia. Um oh, sorry, no, won one two out of three rather, and then it came to Moody Valley and I thought it was, it was from memory it was my best of the day that day at the Valley. Um looked seemed to have a pretty good time of it in front. Um, I thought, but it was just at class by a couple there and a pretty decent three-year-old Colton Gelding's handicap, um, back to his home track here. Looks to be the only leader on paper and should take some running down, um, in this sort of thought Maggie Collett claiming three as well helps. So that's my best in Adelaide race three, number two, there's a bear in there.
0: All right. As we mentioned earlier, a big day of racing at Eagle farm on Saturday, but, um, Before we get to that, our newest segment, the segment we like to call Race Name Olympics. Yes, well, we've uh, stretched it out for a second week and we are scratching around a little bit this time. I had to go to Heelsville, home of the Golden Thong, to find this week's bronze medalist. It is the Bling It On Pony Trophy race. Condition one, handicap, thousand meters race three at Hillsville. What is bling it on pony? You may ask. Bling it on pony is a zinc oxide based powder used for whitening socks and markings on horses and ponies. It is a fantastic product to help get those dirty socks looking pristine for any competition. If only I thought to myself on reading that. If only Hayden Hightana had known about pony. <laughs> <it. laughs> We might have been able to uh, do a little bit more convincing job of uh, painting the correct markings onto bold personality to turn, uh, onto fine cotton, onto bold personality indeed to turn him into fine cotton. Um, and the reason that we uh, stuck the segment in at this stage of the podcast is that the next two nominations are at Eagle Farm. The silver medal goes to race one, the best bred spirit of boom selling 2021 cutest <laughs> three year old handicap. now. I just thought that uh, this is a great use of race name to convey information. In this case, that, uh, well, you know, if you, if you thought Spirit of Boom was good when he started out and he was getting all those terrible mares, well, you know, once, once everyone woke up to him and started getting the good mares, these are the ones you can buy now. So uh, very effective advertising there. And Race 5 gets the gold medal this week because it is that rare example of using the existing race name in a slightly punning way to plug your product. And and previous, the previous winner holder of this title, of course, was the Cape Grim Beef Steaks, S T E A K S This is race five at Eagle Farm. It is the feel ready to buy a boom steaks. So uh, it does, it's firing everyone up for that Magic Minion sale where they'll be much much better bed, bread, spirit of booms. And speaking of the feeling ready, Daniel, that is the first of the black type races at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Race five, feeling ready to buy a boom Stakes, thousand meters, set weights, two year olds, Colts and Geldings
2: listed level. Well, you think they'll um, they'll sell like hotcakes, a spirit of booms. You think at Magic Millions after those two plugs? Um, and I like one sort of a nice segue into my selection in this race the 12, a spirit of boom cult by the name of Cochrane from the Peter and Paul. Snowden stable. Look, he he's a second emergency, so we'll need a couple of scratchings to force his way in the field. But if here, I'm, um, I'll be on him for sure. He's impressed me in a pair of two Sydney trials. First one he's ridden out, um, asked for a little bit, and responded well when challenged from another horse to win the heat narrowly. Uh, they thrashed the rest in that in that trial and, and then last start tracked four wide the trip, finished second um, under no rock um, there. So he's Really impressed in two trials. I think he can make a winning debut if here, Cochrane. And in the right stable, no doubt. Baby Wong in next. Uh, Joel's got a bit of a time for this Colts. She's um, beaten by one in, in Kenexi last start, despite having to cover a little bit of ground uh, with an easy run. Who knows whether or whether he chased him down, but he's, he'll be winning races for sure. In for third, Rambo, who was first at one debut in the Magic Millions um, two-year-old Clockwise Classic and only beaten by a couple of handy ones there. Jumped out well prior, and in for third, I have the three. I've been there. Um, bumped into a one. I've plenty of time for in Ghost Rider on Dubu. Um Finding the line nicely. Dooman. Track luggy. Like Your farm will um, certainly suit him. Suit him much better, I think. And he'll be um, finding the line. The three. 2 two, four, and three.
0: Race six at Eagle Farm on Saturday, Boomer Bloodstock Callaway Gal Stakes. This is the Phillies division, also 1,000 metre listed race at set weights.
2: Yeah, the way game won this race uh, last year as I touched on in the opener and I think the stable mate Fake Love can can repeat the um, the dosage for the Mara to Stable. <clears throat> a recent Sydney trial win a Fake Love and, importantly, she has... She comes into this race in better form than a way game was when she won. Um, Fake Love won on debut, listed debutant stakes first up, led all the way there. It was a pretty decent win to the eye. And then raced down the straight during Cup Week, and she was very good there as well in a good race. As I said, since trialled in Sydney and Glenn Boss on board, take the rise certainly loses nothing there. Um, so she's on top the one. The two, Rhapsody Rose, uh, one of the locals I thought could could certainly um, provide, can certainly win this race Beat Konexi last start, who I said has form around Baby Wong, who we're giving a chance in the um, in the Feel and Ready. In for third, Sunday Yumcha. As I said, she's around, she's um, been nominated for a few two-year-old races this weekend, but certainly has to be included if here. And in for fourth, True Moonlight start Speller, who was excellent winning on Debu back in October, um, former out of that race, stood up pretty well. two10 2.10.4.
0: Race seven at Eagle Farm. Sky Racing, briby handicap, thousand meter quality at Listed. Hard lead. to go
2: past Sugar Boom. She's um, two from two this preparation. Um, just lasted last last start, but was um, still too good really for them. She maps on paper to lead this pretty easily. Us- Usmanov will be up there, um, but I think Sugar Boom of the pace, told to these out and. Um, her, her record over 1,000 metres is excellent. Five wins, seven starts. I think she'll be hard to catch again. Um, in for second, I'll have the 11 hold the line. I think one with a bit of a blowout price. She uh, flies first up this this mare. Um, doesn't have a black tight win to her name yet, but I, no doubt she'll be competitive in this from what she's shown me last preparation. Boomtown last, been very good this time in. Uh, Beaten near I think it's a good form for this. And just Orm just missed Sugarboom last start, went back in trip to uh, 1,000 metres. Um, has to be included as well seven eleven eight, and one
0: race eight at Eagle Farm on Saturday is rokujin the gateway fourteen hundred meters set weights for four year olds so it 's over the Stradbroke course and it carries not only one hundred and forty five thousand dollar first prize but a ballot free entry into the Stradbroke What's yeah, Vega one won this
2: race last year, um, the first running of it and Went on to run a very good fourth in the Stradbroke uh, six months later. I think profits, I've got on top the two. Chris Anderson train, Dundeele gelding. We um, can certainly be competitive in a race like the Stradbroke down the track. And I think it'll be hard to beat in this. He'll, look, he get, does get back in his races, but he did draw wide first up, which is why he got a long way back in the listed race. He was very good behind the Herovian running on into third there. Um, he, I think he can settle closer from the, from the, from the good draw. I do concede the, um, his main rival in the, in the main rival in the market, which is Frosty Rocks, a three, will likely lead this pretty easily from barrier two. Um, but I think if Profit can sort of be a couple of pairs back and get the luck at the right time. He'll, um, he'll be tough to hold out. Frosty Rocks comes out a benchmark grade into this. The Sydney winner first up. Did it pretty easily there. He's um, in really good form and is trialling well. So those are the main two, as the market do suggest, two to beat three. One, Master Jamie will roll forward as well, and he's a pretty tough customer. He'll be there for a long way. And the four, um, Panagua, was excellent in that country race at Doomben last week on the quick backup. Whether he's up to those first three, I'm not too sure, Um, but he'll certainly be running on. Two, three, one, four.
0: And we finished with another listed race at Eagle Farm on Saturday, Race 9, Aqua Constructions, just now 1,300-metre quality. For yeah, tough race to
2: end the day. Um, with the classy, Godolphin mare exhilarates on top, though. She did beat the Astrologist last start at Flemington. That form obviously looks really good now. Um, has raced, uh, raced in Brisbane before for... Some Good results. Um, last preparation, the Gold Coast Guineas and the Fred Best race ran well there without winning place in both of those. Um, you know, for fresh enough here, I think will certainly be a popular pick for quaddies in the last leg. Exhilarates <clears throat> in for second, backer at baby did her best work late, just found a couple too nippy at a thousand meters up to a 1300 metres. That's more ago and back against her own sex. River Bird in for third um, have. There are plenty of benefit from the first up run. Um, she'll be rocketing home if they ever do it in front. I thought the 15, Alison of Tuffy, was um, was a knockout chance. I've always had some time for this man from the Peter Robel camp. Um, look, she's been race. She she won four starts back at K- on the Kensington service, and three runs since I thought her runs have been better than they looked on paper. Um, 54 kilos, I, you know, whether she's up to some of these class-wise, I think if she can get the brakes in this race... Um, she might be a bit of a knockout hope at a big price, a 15 Allison of Tuffy. So she goes in everything. My number's in the last in an open, in an open affair, 12715.
0: Your best was race eight, number two, profit. And uh, just talk us through your value bit, which comes up earlier on the program, race two, number four, way, way beyond. beyond.
2: Just to turn the tables on a couple of these, see Marie and Good Soys from their last meeting. Um, but I think he can. I really love the Ipswich win, beating Soul Dancer. Two back that horse had won in town the start prior. I think way beyond suited getting up to this sort of trip of the 1820 meters. Um, he just was sort of taking his time to um to wind up last start, and and when he did, he was doing his best work late. He's drawn much more kind here in barrier two. We're, um, so sort of much closer to the action there. With Michael Rodd aboard, um, I think ticks a few boxes was way beyond, and think he can turn the tables on um C. Marie. Um here. So yeah, race two number four, way beyond my uh my value bet.
0: Joel, any thoughts on Eagle Farm? Uh
1: or oh, just the two year old races. Um if and I think she might do the Philly Summer Beal from the Waterhouse botyard. If she gets a run in the Callaway gal, I can back her each way. They've accepted it to Wumba. Uh, there's not be much of a price there. But uh you know, if Sunday Yum Cha, Apple Tart hasn't got a jockey, Ashima might stay in Sydney. So she could get a run. And I'll back her each way. In the Colson Goldings race, the feeling ready, as Daniel touched on, I've got an opinion of Baby Wong. He uh, let us down with our lazy lobster a couple of weeks ago, but uh, had a few excuses, sat wide. I thought he stuck on well for a second barrier, too. I like uh, Andrew Bullock heading north to ride. He rode him on debut, so I'll be sticking fat with Baby Wong.
0: Highlight of Ascot Racing in Perth on Saturday is the is race eight, the G.A. Towton Cup, 2,200 metres, traditional lead-up to the Perth Cup. Our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, likes number nine, Midnight Blue, in race eight, to beat three Royal Command, two Nerf Bosque and ten Money Maher. Uh, Midnight Blue, race eight, number nine, is BJ's best, his value bet. Earlier in the program, race three, number three, Hoboken. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman.
1: Joel, what's happening in New Zealand? New Zealand on Saturday, we've got racing at Tarapa and Awapuni. Tarapa is the feature meeting with a few stakes races. My best bet comes up in the last, race nine, number 11, Ever So Clever. Shows a bit of promise, this uh, daughter of Redwood. Lightly raced. uh, Just has gotten too far back both starts this time in. Hit the line really strongly. Drawn a better gate. Hopefully can settle a bit closer with Danielle Johnson aboard. And I think she can break through for her second career win. My value bet comes up in the Waikato Cup, which is race seven. Number 15, VC. Uh, Talented staying mare. She beat the older horses as a three-year-old filly over 2,400. Never easy to do. She's come back this prep. Took a couple of runs over the shorter distances to get fit, but she really hit form last time out. It was a strong performance. She would have won in another bound. The Baker Forsman team train. They leave Cin- uh, Lindsay Satterley in the saddle. She's a very talented rider. Does a lot of the trials for Baker Forsman and, and usually goes well when she gets opportunities for the stable. Awapuni, the best is race four, number 10, Sweet Clementine. Been racing pretty well recently. I think the step up to 2100 going to suit. Gets the kilo off she goes up in class to an open handicap, but a lot of these are out of form and have met their mark. She has a bit of upside, so I'm happy to go with her, even though she's up in class. Race four, number 10, and the value bet is in the final race, race eight. Number five, our Hale Mary, who has flown home. Both starts this time in. They've been very good runs. Went seven weeks between runs into that second up run, so you'd have to think she's going to be a lot fitter for that. Drawn a touch wide, so she'll probably settle back again, but looks like being a heavy track, and she has won on the heavy a couple of times. So I think she's going to get conditions to suit race eight, number five. Okay,
0: that wraps up a, another summer weekend of racing around Australasia. Uh, but the um, summer Saturday anyway. The big uh, action on Sunday is further north. It charts in. In Hong Kong, and as you touched on, Joel, uh, fairly slightly disappointing feel for the sprint. I mean, I guess COVID-related, it's uh, not the greatest uh, international day of all time. Uh, Fairly small fields, uh, apart from the sprint, there's small fields in the three other international races, and indeed, in three of the four races, there is an odds-on favourite. But it's still going to be very interesting viewing, as it always is, and Joel As always, you have done a sterling job in producing a page in Winning Post of um, fields and overviews, speed maps, the whole lot. So uh, if you're planning on watching uh, on Sunday afternoon and evening, make sure you pick up your Winning Post. We'll just quickly go through these. Joel, we start with race four. It is the Longines Hong Kong Vars. Uh, this one's over 2,400 meters, and here the short price favourite is Exultant. Yeah, this
1: a small field for the Vases is unusual. You usually, get a full capacity field, but just the seven. I'm with one Exultant. Odds on. He won the race two years ago. Ran well last year. beaten by the Japanese galloper Glory Vaz. I Think he can uh, bounce back and win a second Hong Kong Vase. Four Columbus Counties going well. Seven mogul from the Aidan O'Brien camp, he's second favourite and looks the hardest to beat. And five royal Julius, a bit of a gap back to him, but I think exultant can get Zach Purton off to a flyer. Most Australian interest in race five, Longines
0: Hong Kong sprint over 1200 metres with the appearance, of course, of the Everest winner classic legend. Yeah,
1: and I've just seen that he's drawn barrier one, barrier draws having just been done in the last hour or so. Yeah, that's you know, he's never want to. Never want to uh, shy away from gate one. It's going to be a bit tricky for him because he's probably going to be with a fair bit of traffic around him. He does like a bit of room, but uh, if he gets it, I think he's the one to beat. Uh, Hot King Prawn looks his main danger. He looks the best of the locals for Joe Marrera. He's come up with gate five, so he's drawn beautifully to settle just behind the speed. Eight computer patch in for third, probably your leader. He's got a fair bit of speed. He's drawn wide, but he'll press forward. And four Voyage Warrior. He was okay in the lead-up a few weeks ago. Probably lacks a bit of class, but uh, he's got a bit of a hope. I think Classic Legend and hot, hot King Prawn should fight it out.
0: Across to race seven, this is the Longines Hong Kong mile. Over 1,600 metres, as the name was suggested. And here you have found one to knock yeah, off well, he's the Hong Kong favour. The star,
1: Golden 60, everyone uh, just raving about him. It was a very arrogant win in the lead-up a few weeks ago, and he's going to be very hard to beat. I'm just hoping... Maybe John Size, Joe Eric, and ambush the favourite here with Waikuku. John Size has won this race first up before. He presents Waikuku first up. Uh, he's been trialing well. He's got a touch of class, this bloke. And I'll be watching the betting. If there's a, a strong market support for him, I'll be very confident. Two golden 60, the one to beat. 4K Ying Star probably leads and gets every chance to figure in the finish. And three, Admire Mars, who. One last year's mile and he's been racing pretty well in Japan with a couple of minor placings.
0: And race eight, the main race Longines Hong Kong cup, 2000 meters and, uh, only eight here, but, um, this is probably the, uh, the most open race on the card. Five of the eight, are in single figures led by the Aidan O'Brien train mare magical, but, uh, you are with a Kiwi
1: bred yeah, Joe local. again here aboard Furore. He's uh, won his last couple. It was a strong win in the lead up a couple of weeks ago. Thought it was a, just had had the had the sort of the style about it to suggest he'd really measure up to this race. He's a Hong Kong derby winner from 2019. So he does have a touch of class. Then he can beat Danon Premium, a Japanese visitor. Seven Magical, she's the... The best horse in the race today. She's won seven Group 1s. She's a deserved favourite. And three, Winbright, who's coming off a bad run in Japan, but he has peaked in Hong Kong twice before and won this race last year and the QE2 Cup halfway through, last, uh, halfway through this year. So he is a, a real talent, Winbright, and he's there to peak again.
0: All righty, that wraps up the preview section of the program. Brings us to our best $20 bets for the weekend, as we like to call them, a Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters.
2: Lazy Lobsters.
0: Lazy lobsters, well, probably yet again, the less said about last week, the better our blushes were spared by guest lobsterer Mish Matheson who picked up 30 with the astrologist but still overall a $30 loss. He is buttering up with a fairly short one this time and that's uh, in Hong Kong and that is going to be a classic legend who is race five, number one, Uh, I am going to Flemington where I will be having my 20 in the last on race nine, number five, Macrura
1: Joel? We'll give another chance to Snitz. Uh, I was tossing up between Snitz and Baby Wong, but uh, Snitz may be a little bit more reliable, the older horse. I think he'll bounce back and uh, win in Sydney, race seven, number three.
2: Flemington for me, race three, number four. Cool, second up onto the the bigger track. Um, Hard to beat.
0: Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. uh, Online now, in shops, Friday morning, all the form for Friday. Massive Friday, 10 TAB meetings around Australia. So if you're having a uh, lazy Friday afternoon stroke evening, perfect way to spend it. And uh, Saturday and Sunday and all your features as well. Uh, So... Have a great weekend of the day. You're back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the